From the red carpet to the celebrity street style hairdos and hair don'ts, this is Get Trust With Us. Here's your host, ladies and gentlemen, Us Weekly's beauty director, Ms. Gwen Flamberg. Hey guys, it's Gwen, and you're listening to Get Trust With Us. You guys, spring has sprung. Officially. Here I am in the studio with my cohorts, Beth Shapori. Hey guys. And Travis Cronin. Hi, Gwen and Beth. You guys, like what what are you feeling with this with this new, like renewed season? What are you feeling? I'm ready to not have my massive coat with me every day. I know. All right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My moose knuckle. Yeah, yeah. And I'm definitely ready to um pull out some new some stuff I had in storage and Play around and forget my stupid winter boots. <laughs> I'm ready for a spring that's just lighter and always in terms of hair, beauty, and clothes. Yeah. Less layers, less contour, less setting powders, just a little more freshness. I don't know if I believe that. No, we shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> but the way that I will be layering these products will be different and it will look lighter. Okay. All right. Really? <laughs> yes. Airy, it does. I just, I sort of have like spring fever, and I'm, I'm, I, I can sense myself lightening up. Some yellows and oranges are coming into your life. No yellows, no oranges, but maybe like a little bit of light, sort of lavender, coral, maybe coral, 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 um, ponytails. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I have a, I have a pearly. Girl, that nail polish is amazing. Both of their nail polishes are fantastic, and every woman should run out and buy them. They are perfect nudes. Yeah, I have sort of like a. It's a nude, but it's sort of like an airy nude, and has just a little tiny touch of luminosity shot through it. It's a Chanel shade called Afterglow that I think Mm -hmm. might just be out or just be coming out. But it's a really nice nude for spring. It's cool, and this is an OPI shade that is in their. Um, bridal collection, and I it has a pun name that has something to do with chaperone, <laughs> and now I can't remember where it goes from there. Like you don't need no chaperone. It says it's chaperoned like with a D, and then it went from there into something that was like a play on words, and now it's going to drive me nuts. And I'll probably like halfway through our podcast remember, but. Interesting. I had him have her say it like three times. So, so I was like, what are you saying? It's gorgeous. And it sort of looks like a Travis color. It's yeah. a little like It's beautiful. It's very, very shell, vibrant. Like on the inside of a shell. Yeah, it's like Mother of really Pearl, special. Now, is OPI doing a whole bridal collection? The whole theme of today's event was bridal. So we had somebody there to, and yes, obviously it's a it's geared towards brides, although anyone can wear it. But uh, the the idea being that you know obviously your manicure becomes very important when you get engaged. True. And one of the things in the event was that. They had Hearts of Fire engagement rings for us to try on. Like actual diamonds? <laughs> yes. What? Whoa. Yeah. Was that fun yeah. or depressing? I, I mean, feel like I would get depressed. I, I can't t- keep them. This is the thing. I can tell you that I've never been a girl who tries on other people's rings. I know that's like a common thing to do. I always think it's kind of like odd because mm-hmm. it's like. I once tried on Victoria Beckham's ring. Okay, that I would oh be into. Oh my God. Okay, that works. It's that giant marquee diamond that she has that apparently David supposedly designed for her when he proposed to her. And on one side in the setting is a D and on the other side is a V. So cute. Like they were very young and like a little cheesy, right? But yeah, like the were. ring is gorgeous. And I have very little skinny fingers and so does she. And we discovered that we had the same ring size. You're basically twins. <laughs> totally. So she let me try on her ring. 
And then you guys, it got stuck. No. <gasps> no way. Stuck. Did you start sweating? She started getting a little bit stressed out. But I did get it off. I finally yeah. got it off. And I didn't need to like use butter, ice, or I anything. I just needed to like relax. Yeah. Just relax a little it was bit. A little, it was a little embarrassing. I'm not going to lie. I only do it when I can try on like five of my friends' engagement rings. So I'm like dripping in diamonds like a rapper. I don't want to just try on one. I want to have on like four or five that engagement rings. So yeah. I can be like, yeah, That's I'm fair. dripping in diamonds. It's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. So I tried on one. I can't say that I fell in love with it. I felt like it wasn't quite the right shape for me, but it's fine. It's fine. I love it. It looks like false press on nail color that I have, actually. Oh, this nail polish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The nail polish is like. It's It's a great, like, new neutral. I just really love it. I'm so excited about it. I love a little shimmer. Rose gold shimmer. That's what I'm doing on my nails tonight. Rose gold glitter. Really? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're planning far in advance, I see. I am. I meant to do it last night, but I fell asleep instead. Got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't do my nails too close to when I go to sleep. No, no I get can. messed up. Yeah, you're going to be bad news bears. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah. So, you guys, we have a really big treat today. We are talking to Elisa Licht, mm-hmm. who is famous for being DKNY PR girl. Mm-hmm. She started a whole digital movement. She was really the first kind of like fashion personality mm-hmm. on Twitter yeah, and then Instagram and it was secret. Nobody knew who right. it was for a while. She was the the head of PR for <laughs> DKNY. Donna Karen. But, <laughs> you know, it was sort of like before people were really aware of, being of a social brand. media and right. being brands and yeah. Right. She and just, a brand having like an identity. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, she's totally a beauty girl after her own heart. She's famous for wearing amazing, perfect red lipstick. She has red hair. You know, she's like a total get dressed Vision. icon with us. Yeah. Um, and she wrote a New York Times bestselling book called Make Your Mark, How to Make Your Mark. And um, she's going to talk to us about Making how- Your Mark. How to do it for spring. <laughs> well, also just like how to make your mark. Like how do you use, obviously it's like, how do you use your smarts? How do you use your your contacts? How do you use everything you know to make your mark in in business, whatever business you want to be in? But also, like, really, how does beauty play into creating an identity and and making your mark that way that will make people remember you and um, you know know that that you have authority in any space? So I think that's really cool. Yeah. Me too. I'm excited to hear about this. It's a little bit different caller, and I like it. Yeah. All right. Should we call her up? Yeah. Let's call her up. Hello. Hello, Aliza. It's Gwen. Hi, Gwen. How are you, my dear? I am great, and you are on the line with me and with Beth Shapori. Hello. Hello. And Travis Cronin. Hi. Hello. My, my oh, it's cohorts. a whole party. Yes. Party <laughs> yes. We have, we have fun here at, at Get Trust with Us headquarters. Amazing. So we were I'm just th- chatting a little bit about your book and your movement, Leave Your Mark. Okay. Tell our listeners a little bit about about the just where it all came from. You know, we we talked a little bit before we called you in about how you were DKNY girl and it was like before people were really on social media and making the connection between social media personas and brands. And I think that you really, you created that. Yeah. So it's, it's actually like such a while ago now, yeah. um, which is really interesting when you think about it. It's 2019. I created DQ PR Girl in 2009 and I, I'm, it's kind of amazing that it's still 
relevant today in a way. Um, you know, it was really before fashion brands were in the space yeah. and brands had Facebook pages, but no one knew that what the hell Twitter was. And really, you know, initiation by fire, I kind of took on this role as being the one person who was able to be the sort of communicator on behalf of the brand. Um, but we didn't want people to think it was Donna Karen herself. And I knew that it was important that we maintain the brand in such a way where when Donna speaks, she, you know, everyone knows it's her that's speaking, but socially it wasn't going to be her. So what did that mean? So creating DQI PR girl anonymously inspired by gossip girl um, right. <laughs> was, was a way to sort of hack it. Right. It's, it's a way to have a personality without caring about, okay, it, you know, it's a, it's a fashion sketch and no one needs to know who it is. So that sort of snowballed and became, you know, one of the first examples of humanizing a brand and social and sort of the concept of storytelling, because it was about attraction to the brand and promotion of the brand. And that, led to like a lot of mentorship online and me posting about things as it related, uh, I, you know, as they related back to my job and sort of educating young publicists. And eventually I realized that, um, you know, mentorship was something that I was really passionate about because I was doing it all the time. And an editor from Grand Central contacted me and they were like, we think there's a book in here somewhere. And I was like, no, there isn't. I don't have time to write a book. <laughs> <laughs> right. Writing a book and is a very long and arduous process. Very, especially for people who actually write their books, because so many people don't, right. you, know, you don't realize. Um, so I was like, no, no, no. And, and she was just really good at her job. So eventually Leave Your Mark was really born um, from a place of wanting to pay forward all the incredible um, learnings and support that I've had throughout my career in fashion, starting, you know, in the late 90s at Harper's Bazaar as an intern. And um, really kind of, you know, a solve for every single young person who would tweet at me and say, oh, can I pick your brain or can we grab coffee or can I ask you some questions? And, and I figured, you know, why not just throw everything that I've learned into a document that can sort of live and breathe on its own. And also that's a lot of coffee when you're talking about. I was about just going to say, like, if you, if you went to coffee with every single person who asked you, first of all, we'd need an extra 20 hours in the day and you would be a highly caffeinated girl. <laughs> highly caffeinated. And, you know, I literally think right now, and it's funny, I was in the middle of posting this on Twitter before. I'm a little nervous. I feel like coffee's not working as well as it used to. Like, oh, my like, God. Is it like Botox concerned. where it just, <laughs> you, like, all of a sudden the Botox doesn't work anymore? Oh, God, I hope not. Wait, is that a thing? Because I haven't hit that point yet. That's really scary. Well, it's sort of a thing. I think it's sort of a thing. I mean, luckily there are other neurotoxins out there on the market that you just have to transition to and your body gets, you know, it shakes up the metabolizing of the neurotoxin. But... Let's not get too technical. Now, okay. I think a big part of you and your, you know, outward persona off of social media is, you know, you are a real beauty icon. You have flaming red hair, which I love. And mm -hmm. Travis Thank here you. is a, in the ginger club, too. Mm -hmm. Beth okay. wishes she cool. was. But yes, yeah, obviously. And, you know, you always, you were known. We're very rare. You were known for that red lipstick. So yes. I think that a big part of you is that your being a beauty icon kind of plays into how you leave your mark. You know, it's like, is there something to 
having a memorable signature look that helps you as you're trying to brand yourself? Yes, I think. And we can point to way better examples than me because I certainly don't consider myself an icon. But, you know, you think about Anna Wintour's, you know, her bob or you think about, you know, you think about, you know, Deborah Messing's red hair or, you know, Naomi Campbell's hair. Mm. Yeah, for sure. So I think, you know, it goes back to repetition is reputation, right? It's like if you always do the same thing, you're going to become known for it. And quite honestly, my red lip um, and my red nails are really a result, a direct result of if I do not have red lips or red nails – I literally look like I'm dying. Like I, I actually, people, like if I, if I, if my mother comes over to my apartment and she's like, where are your, where are your lips? Why are you wearing lipstick? I mean, it's, it's, it, I'm attacked for it. So it is, it is a means to survive because I feel, and I say this all the time, red lipstick is caffeine for the face. Mm. A nice one. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. And it is. I mean, I feel like I, I mean, it wakes up the face and I know a lot of people, kind of, you know, there's so many people out there that are like, oh my God, no, I can never wear red lipstick. It's like, you can, there's a million shades of red lipstick. And what does having a signature look kind of do for you or just having like signature characteristics? How does that help you to brand yourself? Um, I think it, you know, it certainly makes you recognizable in a way, like (laughs) funny true story that happened this morning. I was having breakfast, um, with, with Emmy Rossum actually. Oh, I love her. She's so gorgeous. And she's so nice to us. She walks around. She's so gorgeous. And she literally, she walks into the diner and she's like, Oh, I should have just looked for the red lipstick, you know? And it's like, (laughs) basically, yeah. (laughs) Totally. So it's like, it makes you noticeable, but I feel like there's something to it that helps give you confidence because you know, it's yeah. like that, that you're, lucky, you're wearing your lucky own charm. armor. And yeah. your lucky charm, yes. right? Like that's mm. what, this is your, this is the lip color that you wear when you're taking, you know, kicking ass and taking names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You know, and I also think red is a power color, right? Yeah. So, you know, when I got married back in the stone ages, um, <laughs> when I got married, you know, I tested all these amazing makeup artists. Like I had Salma Hayek's makeup artist. I had, I I tested with a ton of celebrity makeup artists. And at the end, um, they kept on all putting me in this like very pretty blush nude kind of bronzy palette. And I just like, didn't feel like myself. And I kept on saying like, but I don't, I don't wear like blush lipstick. Like that's not me. And they were like, but you know, so bridal. And I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I'm doing my own makeup for my wedding and I'm going to wear red lipstick because that's what I'm going to do. And I did. It's amazing. And I think, and I, and I think it does. I mean, it's, it, you know, red lipstick is instant confidence. Totally. Mm-hmm. And sexy. Sexy and and strong. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yes. So how did you find your perfect shade of red lipstick? Well, I'm very particular, as you might imagine. Um, I have had several, uh, several over the years that I love, starting with Maybelline, actually. Mm -hmm. Um, I wore Red Revival for years. Um, But, you know, when your hair color changes, your lipstick and your makeup needs to change. So depending on what the shade of red my hair was, sometimes the Maybelline was too blue. So right now, currently, I'm obsessed with Sephora's um, cream lip stain. 
Oh, nice. In red. Yes. Yeah, which Sephora, is amazing. The Sephora proprietary line is so great. Everything's so pigmented really the well. The products are great, and they're so affordable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it is. That, it's a great point. The pigmentation is, well, it's super saturated, which totally. I love. Even in their eyeshadows, uh, everything. Yeah, but, you know, it's kind of, you know, matte is, a matte stain is really drying. So I, I, I do the good old-fashioned chapstick underneath, which is, like, the best solve ever. Smart. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Now, Matt, Matt Red is tough. You recently announced that you are starting a podcast of your own. Yes. Tell us all about it. Oh my God. It's, it's, it's infant days. I, I literally decided, well, first I was like, maybe I should write another book. And then, of course, I thought that through and I pitched my editor and, she was like, great ideas. Give me pages. And then I, I went home and I was like, oh, I don't want to actually write anything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the interesting like, thing is that, you know, it's like when you're somebody who especially who is active on social media and you're, you know, creating, you're just sort of like moving and shaking every single day. It's like the prospect of working on a project that takes a year and a half to come to fruition, I think is very unsatisfying. It is, and I think especially in the, with the speed that we all consume right now yeah, and how our tastes change on the daily and it's like how fast everything's happening, like it just seemed – it didn't feel right to me. So I was like, oh, my God, a podcast is like a fun idea. And by the way, I've always wanted to be a talk show host. <laughs> so this is – you're right. This is like the closest way to get to being a talk show host, as you know. Um yeah, so I I actually just started reaching out to to friends who I thought would make great guests and and got some people lined up and of course everyone was like okay like I'm away next week I can shoot the you know I can I can record it the week after and I'm like oh no 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 I don't actually have one yet <laughs> like, I'll get back to you once I produce that so is it going to be um, more so I'm about just meetings sorry. about you know are you thinking more about like fashion or is it going to be more about um, like social space or like what? No, it, it's, it's, it goes, it all goes back to leave your mark, which is about mentorship. Okay. So it will be, it, 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 there will be a lot of, you know, iconic fashion people involved, but it will be more about career journeys than it is, um, the industry. Gotcha. Nice. Cool. Fun. Sounds interesting. Yeah. So who would be your dream mentee? My dream mentee. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I know the person. Um, or what type I, I think, of person? Well, you know, I, I think in general, there's not like, you know, a lot of people put a lot of pressure on themselves to find like a mentor, right? And I think there's not this magic bullet of like, if you meet this person in your life, they're going to be your fairy god career person and they're just going to make your life. I think there's a lot of people who can fit that bill. Um, so for me, you know, I, I do my mentoring via my website, um, alizalick.com and I take sort of each email or each inquiry as it is. And I am just trying to help people navigate like salary negotiation or like the bully boss or the coworker who's trying to derail them or, you know, I mean, and the problems by the way are so universal. I have people who reach out from India with like a bully boss problem to like someone in Russia who's trying to negotiate their salary. I mean, you, you would be amazed how universal work life problems are, I no bet. matter where you are. Totally, totally, totally. I have a question. So I remember back in the Stone Ages <laughs> that, you know, people would, I mean, being, 
you know, in the fashion and beauty industry, people were obsessed with the idea of being elevated, right? And so we would get a lot of like push and pull about whether how involved we wanted to be in social media because it seemed at the beginning of it to be sort of something about it was not um, aspirational like right off the bat yep. to to mm-hmm. people. Do you know what I mean? And so I'm yeah. wondering, like, how did you know this was the right thing to do? Because th- that you had nothing to to fashion yourself after, right? No, it's a great question. So I um I kind of and this could be like not a great answer, but I I've always just gone with my gut and my intuition, and I am very um you know, I, I, I believe in the impact of pop culture, especially as it relates to, to brand marketing. And when I started, you know, doing DKY PR girl, I, I really came from a place of like, well, what am I interested in? How do I consume media? Like, what am I spending my time doing? Oh, I'm spending my time, you know, watching scandal on Thursday night. So DKY PR girl <laughs> should live tweet scandal. So it was, it was all based on what I wanted to do and, and my likes. And, and I thought, and I think, you know, I, I do consider myself to have my finger on the pulse. Like, I don't know if you guys remember this, but do you, do you remember when the Bronx, the Bronx zoo had that Cobra that escaped? Oh yes, absolutely. Oh, of course. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, someone made a Twitter handle for the Bronx zoo Cobra. Oh, yeah, and, and it was I really was funny. Like, I need to talk to this Cobra. Yeah. So I started this, <laughs> whole banter and it ended up in the New York times, but like just things like that, where you're like trying. Cause I think the end of the day, like brands need to go where the people are. People are not going to go to where a brand is unless they have a specific need for their product. So that's always how I had my mentality. And I just think as far as people not jumping on the bandwagon, I mean, I do remember back in like 2010, this is before Instagram where really big people in fashion who are like presidents of companies now and and were very big back then too, editor in chiefs, et cetera, were like, oh, I I don't need to do that social thing. Like right. that's not for me. I totally right. remember. And that. then yeah, and then, you know, a year or two later, they're like, Lisa, can you can you show mm-hmm. us how to like do that social media thing? <laughs> because and even celebrity, right? I mean, it was a way for celebrities to build their own voice and their own communities outside of whatever project they were. And quite honestly, control their own narrative, which is Mm -hmm. what it's become. It's really, really interesting. Now, when you back then and now, you know, when you have an idea to do something, do you ruminate and think about it and propose it out and plan it and outline how you're going to do it? Or do you just go in and do it and see what sticks? I, I am literally the latter. I, I have zero preparation. I am so fly, fly by the seat of my pants. I mean, a perfect example. One night I was like on Twitter and I was thinking about an interview that I had done with people back in the day. And I was like, Oh my God, I wrote a piece about dressing for your job that never ran because there was like a shape up, shake up at the magazine or whatever. And I'm like, Oh my God, I should, I should post that. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't have a blog anymore. Like, where am I going to put that type of content? <laughs> so I literally just like literally made a blog, um, on Squarespace, yep. like right in that minute. 
And I went quickly onto like Canva and like made a logo, like thought of it all in one second, posted it on Twitter. And then people were like, how do I subscribe? And I was like, oh shit. I have no idea. <laughs> so I, I was like, yeah, I'm like, oh, let me, let me sign up for this bail check thing. And I just, it, like all within 30 minutes, I had a blog, a newsletter, and just, you know, figuring out as you go. Yeah. So like, no, I don't plan anything. Which is amazing. You know, it's like Ralph Lauren had their 50th anniversary this year. And something that I've always really admired about Ralph Lauren as a designer and as a businessman is that he has never operated a focus group, not once. He has purely created collections, opened stores, done brand extensions purely on instinct alone. And I think that's really, really important. Chic restaurants. Yes. His re- I mean, the restaurant is so good. I mean, listen, I think that I think that that is a that is a real, true way to stick to your DNA as a brand, right? It's like he doesn't need anyone else's opinion because he is the brand. He is so in touch with his reason for being and why and what his brand stands for, and it, that that that's it. He doesn't he doesn't need to to do that. Whereas. By the way, I mean, let's be honest, when brands, you know, brands can start out that way and then along the way, they might lose their way, right? Mm-hmm. So then it becomes a question of, of really trying to figure out who the customer is or who, you know, who's the actual customer, who's the aspirational customer and how you sort of meet in the middle if you can. Um, but I think it's really admirable to be able to just say like, nope, I've got this and I know who I am and this is what we're going to do. So when these mentees ask you what they should wear to a job interview, is there any celebrity style that you point to? No, because I think it's very, very, very uh, uh, predicated on where you're interviewing and for what role. Um, If you are interviewing at a law firm, you're not going to show up dressing like you work at a fashion magazine. So I think you have to think about where you're going, what the culture might be like, and the role that you are interviewing for. And then I think if it is a fashion or a creative role, you have to show your style. Like you don't wear a suit to those interviews. That that is where you can sort of flex your style. Now, what celebrities do you think do it right on social media? Um, Chrissy Teigen, the best, the queen, the best, <laughs> the best. I mean, she's hilarious on every level. Um, I think Busy Phillips yep. does an amazing job. I mean, those two are both great examples of just being their authentic selves. And that's why it works. It's like, you know, no one's doing their feeds for them. It's like off the cuff. They're just like having fun with it. And it shows incredible now who's your celebrity crush right now anybody anybody whose beauty and style you love or whose message you're loving well I always love Emmy because I think she's amazing and she's done I mean 10 years on Shameless I mean just an incredible incredible role that she played um um Listen, I mean, Blake Lively, Style Alliance, can do no wrong in my book. I mean, I literally watched The Simple Favor only just to see her in the sense. <laughs> and she I did mean, not I, disappoint. I actually didn't even watch the end of it. I was just like, I just want to see her. <laughs> um, you know, and she's not someone who's ever worked with a stylist either. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is, you so, know, really amazing just to like 
know your personal style and stick with that. Yeah. I mean, Emmy doesn't work with a stylist either, actually. She totally really? does what she wants. Yeah, oh no. Gosh, I mean, for so years, I, will, I interviewed her. For her. Years. She's just, never had a stylist. I interviewed her and she, like a few years ago and I asked her, I said, you know, where do you get your hair ideas from? Because she's always kind of playing with her hair. And I know that she like comes up with the ideas because she like talks about it in her and her um, captions a lot. And she's like, oh, and she like whips out her phone, shows me all of her Pinterest. Like, I follow this person, this person. I'm really obsessed with this. Blah, blah. And I was like, you are on it, friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, totally. Well, listen, I mean, I, I, it's, I mean, I feel like every single person I know, I mean, it's more fun to primp than to go out, right? It's like the getting ready part is the most fun. That's true. Depends where you're going. But. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think, you know, listen, I think that, a lot of, I mean, even, you know, women who have stylists, I mean, there's so many great stylists now that I feel like everyone's having so much fun. I mean, look at Julia Roberts right now. Oh, like, she looks incredible. It's like a whole new I mean, she looks incredible. Yep. I mean, she's literally aged backwards. Yeah. What did you think I, about her award season statement of wearing the pants? It was like she kind of wore, wore the pants at almost every show. Listen, I think Elizabeth, her stylist, yep. is a genius. And I think that they are such, you can tell there is such a mutual respect. I mean, when you even just look at the, you know, both of their Instagrams, like it is such a partnership. And she's so, Julia's so comfortable in whatever Elizabeth's putting her in. And it, it just, she just beams. It's like she owns it. And I think that that's really a mark of just such an amazing, like, talent relationship because you know sometimes you can tell when someone's really uncomfortable in what they're wearing right right and and, you know it was like that actually is a great example of they had a vision it was about her wearing pants and you know having that that signature look made much more of a statement than just willy-nilly showing up on the red carpet and a different thing each week yeah a hundred percent. And I also love the, the strategic part of it, right? Exactly. It's like really thinking through the message that you're sending. Yeah. Oh my God. Well, you have taught us so much in such a short <laughs> amount of time here. Now it's, I'm never going to think you. the same way about anything that I'm wearing. Thank you so, so much for coming on and joining us, Aliza. We can't oh. wait to see what happens with your podcast. We're going to we'll follow it closely. Subscribe. <laughs> Everybody, Bye. subscribe. Is it is it just called Leave Your Mark? Um, that's the goal, but I, I, I literally have done not one thing yet, but okay. yeah, sure, leave your mark. Um, and thank you for inviting me on. And Absolutely. when I hope to see you IRL soon. Absolutely. Take care, love. Thank Bye. you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. Oh my God, you guys. I feel like she's a new got person. it together. She's got I mean, it together. Really, she had the right ideas. It makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. I like that. Wear a red lip and just start it. No, but seriously, it's like mm-hmm. just having a signature. Like I have all sorts of signature things, but I kind of I, I'm always evolving and changing. And, yeah, you know, you're still a wet of like hair and everything. I feel like is like I think you have a signature eye. Yeah, well, sometimes. Rose gold yeah. like, but I'll get bored sometimes. of that, yeah. and then I'll do something else. You know totally. what I mean? It's like I haven't worn the same exact eye for right. no, but I feel like it's years. I have a. 
basic I, idea. Yeah, like of there's my a, wheelhouse. Yeah, there's like a, d- a definite like a well-rounded focus. Yes, yes. Yeah. That mm-hmm. I think of very that's strongly true. with you. It's not like you do like a, a cat eye yeah. every day in the same thickness. Right. It's like right. you have a say of a wheelhouse that like, you switch up yeah. and change. You like to really play that up you your might eyes. think is radically different, but true. people who didn't know beauty would be like, no, that's similar. true. Yeah. I plant my eyes, and I'm a big fragrance person, and yeah. I usually have my signature scent. But my scents are always in the same wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well-rounded focus. I once had a boss um, describe me as bohemian, and I was like, this is interesting. Like, wonder what we mean by this. Does it mean I'm disheveled? Like, what does this mean? No one has ever called me bohemian. (laughs) No, you're not. You are glamorous. You are, it's effortlessly chic when you're called bohemian. That's lovely. Yeah, I feel like you're not putting, like, effortlessly chic. It doesn't look strained. That's true. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys, marinate on that. Yeah, that was good. I that like was it. so wild. I learned so much. All right, you guys, please go to usmagazine.com slash stylish for a plethora of celebrity beauty and style tips and tricks all week long. Come back next week for a new episode of Get Trust With Us. And until then, stay gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> 